everyone, and welcome to Connect, a weekly podcast from the Sparta UMC Collective. Each week, we will dive deeper into the spiritual themes that we've been exploring at both campuses of Sparta United Methodist Church and share some updates from the life of the Church Collective. Hi, everyone. My name is Michelle Foster Beckerleg. I am one of the pastors, and today I'm joined by Ben Gatton. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? So we're so thankful that you've joined us on the Connect podcast today. And one of the many ways that we have to connect at Sparty UMC is through a weekly email um, that we call Connecting with God and with Each Other. It's got a whole bunch of different ways, one, one thing each day, um, where you can develop a spiritual practice, um, often around mindfulness or prayer or reading um, from the Bible. And we thought we'd share with you today, as we as we begin this podcast and center ourselves in God's presence, um, some centering words that came from this week's email. Um, it's it's uh, something I'm going to read as a prayer. In this day, O oh God, may I be alert. May I be kind. May I be compassionate. May I be authentic. May I be generous. May I be forgiving again. May I be open. May I be creative. May I be strong. May I live from my intentions, not simply my habits. And may I hold closely in prayer the people you bring to my heart and my mind. May I focus. May I trust. And above all, may I be yours. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Ben. And today on our podcast, we want to continue a conversation that we have been sharing at both of our campuses focused on stuff the Bible does not say. And we have looked at phrases such as, uh, God won't give you more than you can handle. God helps those who help themselves. We're going to be looking at love the sinner but hate the sin. Everything happens for a reason, and even the Bible said it, therefore I believe it. Um, what else am I leaving out? Well, that's, um, th- th- that's a pretty good list of what we're talking about. And, you know, I have been so surprised over the last few weeks from both the podcast, from our conversations at Hope Fellowship and the sermons at Sparta UMC. These phrases are things that are really resonating with folks. I've even heard some people say how free they feel knowing they're not actually in the Bible. Yeah. And the flip side of that I have found very interesting is that um, how connected people are with some of these phrases that without saying it in these words, that they find these to be sacred cows, sacred Mm -hmm. ways of understanding who they are whose they are, how it is that God relates to them, and how it is they're supposed to relate to each other. So it's kind of rocking people's worlds a little bit. Yeah, because these are phrases that you know we've said often are, are brought up when we're facing some of the biggest circumstances and challenges in life. And so these are the phrases that have been filling in the gaps for a lot of people, um, a lot of questions that, that we all have, these are the phrases that have kind of been shoved into um, those spaces, and they're not always helpful. No, and um, we're 
I think it reminds us that we sometimes are uncomfortable with silence. We're uncomfortable with mystery. We're uncomfortable with not knowing um, that we would much prefer to create or complete a sentence with half-truth or mm-hmm. mistruth than leave it blank or ambiguous. Yes. And, you know, something dawned on me this week as far as how we've gotten here with some of these phrases. Mm-hmm. You know, with our 21st century brains, we are hardwired to when we face a problem to look for a solution. So if you don't know how to spell a word, you go to a dictionary, you look the word up, there it is. Actually, no one probably does that these days, but I used to do that when I was... <laughs> yeah, you just type it in yeah. and autocorrect takes care of it. But yes, we yeah. understand. Yeah, or if you want to learn something, you look at an encyclopedia or Wikipedia. If you need to know the answer to a question, you do a Google search. If you want to know, is is this cough something I should be worried about? You look it up on Google, right? That's right, we, that's right. We look for answers. And so... I think in some ways the Bible has kind of fit into that role for many of us. We have big questions about life. And so we treat the Bible like we would other reference books and look for the answer. Um, But the Bible, it was not written that way. It is from generations upon generations ago. And the way the Bible wants to answer questions is by telling us stories um, and that is something we're not used to. Right, because we are not a um, community or even a people who value oral tradition in the way mm-hmm. that it once was valued. Um, and the beautiful thing with stories, as I hear you speak of that, Ben, is that a story is complex and nuanced, that you may pull out a main idea or a particular theme in the story, and I hear the same story and find a different main idea or theme. And it doesn't mean that you're right and I'm wrong, or I'm right and you're wrong. It means that because of who we are and where we are, we hear and receive the gifts in that story very differently. That's right. If I was to say, what's the point of the story of Zacchaeus in the book of Luke? We might say two different things. That's right. And, and that's kind of the idea. Right. Even what's this, what's the point of creation, the story of creation? Mm-hmm. What do you, you know, we would hear that as very different potentially. Yeah. And you shared an example earlier about uh, stories even from our own lives where that's true. Yeah. Like I... I was just thinking about stories that my grandmother told. Mm-hmm. She worked in a sewing factory forever and ever. And when she would tell me a particular story, when I heard it at five years old, I was focused on the different colors of thread and things yep. like that. And then I heard the same story growing up at, in in being a teenager. And I began to understand that in a different way because I had a different point of reference from a life perspective. And then just before she died, when I was close to 40, hearing again that same story and now having children of my own and working and that sort of thing, I understood it even in a different facet. Same story, but because of life experience, because of um, even knowing my grandmother and knowing more of her context, I understood different facets of that same story. And I I think that's why, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Bible uses story, because stories grow with us. Stories expand our understanding of the world. So whereas you might read a fact, 
and it might matter to you for a moment and then you forget it and move on. Stories have a lot of staying power. Um, that's, that's how our brains process the entire world is yeah. through story. Yeah, and it is fascinating because if the Bible were like a dictionary or an encyclopedia, of which people may not even know what that is nowadays. Right, right. But we're aging ourselves. Yes. Yeah, we're um, dating ourselves. Yeah. That's right. Then it wouldn't be a timeless book. It would be time-bound. Yeah. And yet we continue to see the Bible as the Word of God alive and uh, accessible and relevant even to today, 2,000-plus years after some of those stories first began. Yeah, because they're stories about humanity. That's right. And you can read a story about someone that lived 2,000 years ago with an open mind and say, oh, I do that too. Right. Or <laughs> I've also been in that situation. It just looks different a little culturally speaking. Right. But that's a part of my experience too. Yeah. And and but that's what's so fascinating. I know we're going to talk next week about kind of who we are as United Methodists and how it is that we come to understand scripture mm -hmm. and tradition and even the use of our mind and reason and then also our own experience and kind of making sense out of the world around us. Um, but I, I'll say, I guess, as a, as a way of introduction, that way of thinking also helps us to wrestle with and to hold carefully some of these phrases. As we ask the question, for example, this week uh, at the Sparta traditional campus, we're exploring everything happens for a reason. Okay, so what does the Bible, as I read God's Word, what does the Bible say about the way things happen or why yeah. things happen? And what a perfect example, because you can't look up where the answer to the question is, does everything happen for a reason? Right. If, if you do, you're going to end up with one of these half-true phrases that aren't really in the Bible. That's right. That's right. And while we go to Scripture as our primary starting point, it doesn't stop there because right. we'd be confused. Like, So then we have to say, okay, what does the tradition of our faith teach us? Well, the tradition of our faith says that no matter what happens, God is with us. It still doesn't answer directly the question, does everything happen for a reason? Mm -hmm. So then it also says, okay, if I were to reason this out, to use my intellect, well, yeah, some things happen for a reason. It's called cause and effect. Yeah. But then there are some things that we don't know the reason for. So then I have to think back on the tradition and think back on what Scripture speaks to me and bring in my own experience in that and say, well, what has experience also shown me about this phrase that I'm wrestling with? And how does that line up with everything else? And where there is that conjoining, that dovetailing together, that's where the Spirit is speaking. Yes. Yep. And so, um, yeah, when we come to these conversations, sometimes it it touches something deep within us because it causes us to kind of unearth something we've felt pretty strongly about without even really knowing fully what it is we're saying or thinking or even intending. Yeah, and when that happens, you know, I'm just thinking about how 
these phrases that aren't in the Bible, they really unearth even deeper questions within us. So this phrase, everything happens for a reason, really the deeper question behind that is, are the things that are happening in my life, do they have meaning and purpose? Right. And and that's almost a different question. Yeah. And I think the the faith question in that too is, do they have meaning and purpose? And where is God yep. in the midst of that? Or is God present in the midst of that? Or why would God allow, allow this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know at Hope Fellowship, you're going to be wrestling with everything happens for a reason, but you're going to be framing that a little differently with some other phrases. Yeah. Kind of going along with this idea of being willing to ask questions and looking at the Bible differently. We were thinking about how uh, three phrases that aren't in the Bible, um, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. That's kind of a famous bumper sticker. Yep. Um, The phrase, well... God works in mysterious ways, and probably my least favorite of the bunch, the Bible clearly says dot, dot, dot. All all three of those phrases are used to shut down questions, at Mm -hmm. least in my experience. Mm -hmm. They're all said at a time where we have a really big question, we we aren't certain of the answer, and we're uncomfortable with mystery. So we say one of these things that essentially is saying to the audience, well, we're done talking about this. That's now. right. Everything happens for a reason. So yeah. let's just, that Every, settles it. Yep. Or, well, God works in mysterious ways. So please stop asking your questions. <laughs> right. Right. When I think the most beautiful thing about this, and this is where you started with this whole conversation too, is that in many ways, exploring these phrases has been freeing for people. Yep. There's been a permission to ask the questions. There's been space given to say, I don't know. And the God that we love is big enough to handle our questions. That's right. And goodness, being willing to say, I don't know, that puts you in a wonderful frame of mind and spirit to grow spiritually. You can get to know God better by letting God fill in those spaces that you don't know instead of turning to bumper sticker phrases. That's right. That's right. The Southern culture Bible belt Mm -hmm. um, theology. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think um, as we began, we began our prayer and it said, may I focus, may I trust, and above all, may I be yours. And I think that's a reminder that if we focus on God, if we trust that God loves us, that God is with us, and that in God's good time, we may have understanding that's beyond our human capacity right Mm now, that we are God's and God is ours. And those are some big foundational truths that do happen to be in the Bible. That's right. In every story in the Bible. (laughs) Yes, that we can root ourselves in. Yeah. And we can explore the questions together. Yeah. So friends, as we close out our podcast today, know that God is with you. God is big enough for your questions and that at Sparta UMC, whether that's on our traditional campus or our Hope Fellowship campus at Muddy Creek, there is always room and permission to ask hard questions. Amen. Go in grace and peace. We'll see you next week.